First round, make it count, toss it out, stir up the crowd. Second round, throw it down, knock a out, time to get loud. It's the Two Beer Podcast time. Bienvenidos, tras Voita, and welcome back to your favorite podcast, Actual episode 62, not like last week when I erroneously called episode 61, episode 62, the Two Beers Podcast. We are on a high from the fight at the Garden. I'm Jordan, here with Drew. Drew, you you come down off that high yet, brother? I'm like a rocket man. Burning out his dudes out here alone. Something, words, words, words. Yeah, baby. Oh, my God. Still feeling it, bro. Still feeling the fire. Yeah, that that might actually be the COVID that we got from being in a a mass gathering, Um, which we did. It was all vaccinated people, which probably doesn't help anymore with the way things are going, which we'll talk about (laughs) because COVID is just spreading through every sport. But, um... Oh my gosh, what a weekend. What a weekend. The Mecca, baby. Um, so, this is what I meant to say it last week, but it's not a church, but my lord, it is hallowed ground, and it did not disappoint. Oh, so good. All right, um, I'm going to start us off with the pleasantries. I, I don't know how you're feeling, but uh, if, if, you, if you got them, assume positions. Let's Ready? Roll. Three, two, one. Ah. I got Hetty Topper. You know what it is. What you got, Drew? Well, I said I was gonna drink it till he got his belts back, and uh, I think we're we're pretty close. So getting I'm gonna, close. I'm gonna mix it up with a little Southern Tier Pub King. Let's get Pump rolling. King. Let's get wild, boy. The King has returned. The King has <sighs> returned. All right. So you didn't have enough zing in it. The I, I tried to do it like um. The, the like Lion King. The king has returned. Yeah, I, know. I know what you're doing. You just didn't have enough zing in it. All right. Well, I'll try and bring the zing. On the recap of our weekend, I want to give you all a blow-by-blow blow of the perfect night we had. So No pun intended. Um, correct. And so we met uh, our buddy, The Gof. You all know him as the host uh, of the recap of the anniversary episode we had. Uh, he he met us and my sisters in New Jersey. We drove into Manhattan together. It was lovely. Easily found parking right next to Madison Square Garden. Uh, it was SantaCon. There were Santas overrunning every bar in the area. So we walked a little bit to the west side. Found a lovely little pub. Shared some appetizers, some beers. It was great. Drew came up with the perfect idea. He said, hey, let's swing by the Stewart Hotel, Cata Corner, from Madison Square Garden. See if we can see any of the boxers or anybody in there. And lo and behold, we spend 0.0 seconds in there. And Usyk is standing right there in the hotel lobby. Usyk. So, of course, I just... The heavyweight champion of the world. I just barge my way right up there. And the two brew hosts... Yours truly, me and Drew, we get a picture with Usyk. It was amazing. Check out our in, our uh, our new Instagram account for that bad boy. Yep, and we may even put it on Twitter, but yeah, check it out. So we we were flying high. Uh, next, we we go cat like I said, cat a corner 
to the to the garden. Drew's wife had signed us up for the Chase Lounge, where we get just more free drinks and and appetizers and everything. We take Some them snackies. down to where. Oh my gosh, it was great. We they had they had merch for Drew. Drew uh, Drew bought six hundred dollars worth of merch. Oh God. <clears throat> So I we're fi- I would I would have bought 6000 if they would have let me. I know they needed a more, more of a variety but um man so so we're flying high we get down to the seats and it's the prelims and so, there's some good action and Xander Zayas uh was the headliner of the prelims and he did not waste Jesus. any time. My god. Every, every step and every movement that kid took was perfect in that one round first round KO. Um, oh my gosh, he he was pretty, he was pre, he was pre, divine. He pretty much locked up prospect of the year on uh, on Saturday night. As if it, it, as if it wasn't already a foregone conclusion, it's now a foregone conclusion. He was divine. Um, yeah, this kid's this kid's awesome, man. Uh, just, I, can't, I can't wait to see him in, a, in like an actual big time step up fight. Yeah, yeah, he 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 was great. Um, so then we get to the main card. They start out with Nico Alley Walsh. Um, he got his ass kicked in round three of four. Yeah. Um, he, he, he took the decision, whatever. Um, we thought he won two and one, uh, what three and one, or it could have been two yeah, and he two. Won, he won the fight, but he, I think he actually lost on the, on the punch stats by six punches or something. The total punches. Yeah. Whatever. Um, you know, it was, it was, I, I think the writing's starting to get on the wall for, for, you know, the whole, Ali, you know, yeah, you Ali know, I, name. I, 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 he was he was pretty candid in his interview. He's like, listen, you know, I'm learning on the job. He's like, I understand why my career is getting fast tracked here. So you know, there's going to be more flaws being shown with me as I'm as I'm learning learning as I go. Uh, which I thought was pretty, just his openness. Pretty honest. About, yeah. yeah, just his openness about. Listen, I get it. Like my last name I'm getting opportunities because my 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 last name yeah Yeah, exactly so um you know I my the biggest uh the biggest thing I took away from that fight is how tired these guys looked and they only fought four rounds (laughs) they were exhausted they looked exhausted they only went four rounds I'm like Jesus you guys ever learned about conditioning right um cardio so (laughs) so from there we go and see Keyshawn Davis oh the businessman Oh, the the great nickname. Um, and so they're uh, he's trying to push for prospect of the year, but a body punch KO uh, in what round was it? The second? Uh, yeah, I think the second round. Oh, oh yeah, just yeah, just devastating. Like uh, it was awesome to watch him work. Um, that that was a lot of fun. Uh, then came, you know, we call him Big Baby, but. On that night, he was big pimping. Big pimping, spending G's. Da, 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 da. He dressed up like a pimp. He had the cane and everything, and he did not. Awesome. So he was awesome. not in a hurry to get to the ring. He pimp walked his way to the ring. Big baby Anderson. Oh my lord, he was he was he was looking good. He came out. Uh, the the very pro Ukrainian crowd was there pushing Teslenko and. Uh, my man lasted one and a half rounds against Big Baby Anderson, so he looked awesome. Uh, I think they everyone expected this to be like a little bit of a step up in competition for him, and he he just he just continued to d- deliver and not waste any time. Um, yeah, he's a uh, 
he's a, he's interesting because he he does really good body work for being so big and so young. he does so really for so big that, yeah, yeah he, does he does that like snap jab to the uh mm-hmm. i hate saying jab, bell- jab hate to the belly I, yeah i hate saying belly but yeah the snap jab uh just set up i was pretty we were talking i was i was shocked at the uh i mean i knew there was a big ukrainian fan base there for lomachenko but uh i just expected that you know big baby was gonna get the uh the cheers and it was over very overwhelming <laughs> for the other guy when he came yeah. out so yeah so um so like i said we're you know we're at this point we're just Man, these fights are awesome. We're seeing awesome KOs. We're we're flying high. We're feeling good. We're feeling and then, good with them. And then it's all of a sudden a birthday party for Bob Aaron breaks out. And you know, they got this video tribute and you know, like they're showing Bob Aram and Bet Midler is up there somehow. Yeah, Bet Midler. Then all of a sudden it's hey, uh all right, we're going to get a all the way from England a message from Tyson Fury. Lo and behold, I'm sitting here thinking, okay, it's going to be a video message. No, no. All of a sudden, this song hits. And the crowd goes wild. And I look at Drew. And I say, is he here? Is he here? Oh, he, he was there. He was here. He was there. Bad to the bone. He came out Stone Cold Steve Austin uh, promo style, baby. Oh my God! Tyson Fury, in one of his his classic suits, just rolls out and just owns the crowd. Oh, just got everyone amped up. Had everybody sing "Happy Birthday" to Bob Arum. Then he sang "American Pie." Uh, it was it was beautiful. And of so, course, uh, you know, six or seven seats down from Bob Arum was was Usyk. So we got a nice little uh, nice little nice little face off between those two. So to yeah, speak. that was funny. Usyk and Fury, um, which actually, Drew, I don't know if you posted the picture, but somebody took a picture of Bob Arum, Usyk, and Fury, and we our seats were behind Bob Arum, and and you actually circled like, hey, here we are. So I, I gotta, I gotta take that picture and I, actually, I've not posted it anywhere. Yeah, we'll have to post that. You you see us? We're both looking at our phone, but you can see the two beers logo in the in the background. <laughs> Uh, oh, so, so the good. so the so crowd good. was was feeling good, super amped up, and then the Matrix music hits and Loma comes out. So, actually, Comey came out first, obviously, and it was like some kind of gospel music or something. Yeah, very very slow, methodical. Um. Anyway, so Loma comes out, basically pitches a shutout. Uh, Drew, we're sitting there. Uh, me and a couple other people were like, uh, Comey probably took round one, and Drew's like, I don't think so. What are you watching? You, are, are we watching the same fight? And then the fifth round comes out, and I'm like, I, I, I'm going to give that one to Comey. And Drew's like, why? <laughs> and then and then the ninth round happens, and, and our buddy Goaf is like, no, it was the uh, ninth. Oh, uh, okay. Sorry. And our buddy, our buddy Goaf is like, uh, I think I think maybe Coe Comey took that one, and Drew's like, "You guys are high." Like, no, like this so, is yeah. this did is you, shutout. Did, did you guys did you guys get a contact a contact high from all the the weed that was in the city? Oh, the, and there was there was ton of weed around Manhattan. My gosh, yeah. Um, but yeah, man, Loma looked in vintage Loma form. You know, as the stats came out on our drive home, we saw that Loma actually did win every round. Yeah. Well, here's the it's. <laughs> 
in those in those rounds where you guys thought Comey won, we got Lomachenko outlanded him six to four in the first, mm-hmm. in the fifth fourteen to five, mm-hmm. and then in the ninth, which the uh, after watching rewatching the fight a couple times, uh, DVR'd it. The announcing guys thinking that Lomachenko took the eighth and ninth off, he outlanded him twenty to five in the ninth round. Twenty to five in the ninth. 14 yeah, it, to 4 in the 8th. It's like, so he took the round off and outlanded it by 10. Uh, yeah. What? Yeah. yeah. Vintage Vintage Matrix had some of the most savage moments in the fight. One one people have been debating a little bit of controversy, but in the end of the the end of the second round, he he hit Comey with uh, a, a vicious combination and a I think it was a left hook. Yeah, sent, it, like real time, I thought that Comey was totally off balance and was saved by the ropes. So I'm like, why aren't they counting? And you're like, what? I'm like, he just got saved by the ropes. It wasn't as bad as I thought it was, but he he was he was he was clearly stunned and a little a little hurt. Um, yeah, to the point where Loma, there's about three seconds left in the round, and Loma just <laughs> <laughs> he just points at him and says. All right, you've had enough, and then points to his corner and says, "Go, ahead, go, 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 go sit down. Go sit down." <laughs> to- totally just suns him and just savage. Just, just go sit down at the end savage. of the second round. Uh, and then we go to the seventh round where you know he's starting to really lay on um, the shots here, and the 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 accuracy of Loma was inc- incredibly impressive, and the inac- <laughs> inaccuracy of Comey just due to Loma's just tremendous defense the uh i think by this point in the f- seventh round you may have said this it may have been 13 times now you you basically were like I-, I can't wait for this highlight package just to see these misses yeah yeah there were so many whiffs of of comey that i, yeah. I just kept saying i can't wait for the highlight package <laughs> to see all the whiffs and then and then in the seventh loma loma uh and comey they get up against the ropes and Comey's got his he's got his right arm. He's he's about to clench Loma, but it's not really a clench and the referees no not even near them to try to break it up. Um and Comey just took his eyes off the prize for a split second and Loma catches him with just a huge, huge left uh cross, left, I'd yeah, say. Left cross to the they were so close. It's so it's crazy how he nailed him right yeah. to the chin right to the chin and knocks knocks Comey down. I was we I I literally just started I started my video camera about five seconds before it happened so I'm like all on high that I caught that on tape we're going nuts and I I don't, I don't even know how Comey got up but he did and then uh, as Loma's walking back to the ref he looks <laughs> savage moment number two looks looks at Comey's corner because he can see Comey's hurt just says you you gonna stop this no you, you want me to keep dishing it out all right uh, and then he continues to dish it out and then to the point where Comey is trying to maneuver away from Loma and he gets what did you call it the skanky leg? Oh, yeah. Well, no, this was yeah, so this was again, he's he's just putting it on him and and he almost knocks him down again and he gets the skanky leg and and he, like that I mean, he could he, his legs were just buckling. He could barely even stand and Loma just looks at the corner like like seriously, throw in the towel. Like why, yeah. I don't want to hurt him. <laughs> and they don't and he just so continues to pump him. Keeps going, but he at that point he allowed Comey to recover a little bit. Yeah, and and he took some he took some heat for that because everyone's saying, "Hey, your job isn't to be the other guy's corner, and your job isn't yeah. to be the ref." You know, you just keep putting on him, and there's some truth to that. But at the same time, I don't know. I I told Drew that that 
uh, Loma would not be able to to be an actor in Rocky Four because when uh, Creed's corner goes, throw that damn towel, and Rock is just sitting there holding the towel, like waiting to throw it, and he doesn't throw it, and then Drago just kills Creed. Loma, if Loma was there for Creed for for Drago, he would have just looked at Rock and been like, throw the towel. <laughs> <laughs> throw the damn towel he would have been shout shouting with with the trainer throw the towel <laughs> anyway but um Th- this this is right yeah so so they go you know they go five more rounds loma just pummels him uh clean shot after clean shot after clean shot uh he wins by unanimous decision. Uh, of course, it was so funny because I was joking. I, I jokingly said, what, "What do you guys think? We get we get one ridiculous one seventeen scorecard." And of course, we did. Which I just I the, the three rounds that I brought up. That's the only reason I brought them up because one judge actually gave Comey all three of those rounds, which, which is... he got outlanded. He got outlanded six to four, fourteen to five, and twenty to five. Ridiculous. Uh, and then the other judges. For one nineteen one oh eight, they another judge also gave Comey the ninth, while another one gave Comey the first. So, uh, I mean, those did seem to be the rounds that I guess. I the first is a little yeah, more because yeah, it was six six four. to four. Yeah. Depends how you scored the, the the hits that actually took place. Yeah, and like Comey was busier in the first throwing punches, but I guess you know people and Andre Ward always kind of highlights this stuff, you know. Like Loma stays busy with his feints, with his movement. Like that's just as mentally taxing as a guy just throwing jabs and hitting air. Yeah. <laughs> so that's basically what he did. So there, but those are the scorecards. Unanimous decision. The probably my favorite part of the night was the drive home when were the copy box came out and you're like, "Geez, true. You're just you're gonna love this." You're like, "How many? How many jabs?" Well, hold, hold on a oh, second. Ahead, so, so, for, so first, I'm like. Huh, look at this. Comey actually uh threw more punches than Loma by like a hundred or whatever it was. And and you're like, Yeah, but what what percentage you hit? Like seventeen? And I'm like, ha, he wishes Just... more more like twelve. Twelve <laughs> percent. And then I'm like, wow, look at this number. Comey actually threw two hundred and ten jabs. Guess how many he hit? And you're like, ha there was a there was a ton of whiffs in there, probably like seven, and I'm like he wishes more like five. Five out of 210. 2%. 210 jabs. He hit five. Two like, percent. I can't wait for that highlight package. Two <laughs> percent, bro. And then the crazy stab power punches. Lomachenko, 188, 320 out of 323. 58%. That's just absurd. Wow. absurd. That's, that's a lot of damage. That is a lot of damage, and he. Uh, Comey went to the hospital afterwards just just for observation. He was, I think, he was okay. Um, but uh, he he took a, he took a lot of punishment. Um, yeah, I will say with, before I just want to say spike the football a little bit here. I did call this two a T. I called Lomachenko on the cards, which was plus two hundred some. I even said there will be a knockdown, which uh, Goff reminded me of at, at, as we were waiting for the cards. So. Called this one to a T, um, which we somehow either you or I seem to do on these fights. So we're just—I mean, if you want to, if you want top-notch bo- boxing breakdown, you listen to the two beers con- or two beers podcast, dude. How awesome is this? So here's so updated Power Connect percentage leaders of all fighters. Top, you know who the top dog is. 
Canelo. How dare you? Uh, you just got you guys got demoted to uh, oh Crawford. Who are we talking about on the podcast? Lomachenko. <laughs> yes, is he number one. Forty-eight point four percent. Oh wow! Followed by Tank Davis and Crawford at forty-seven percent. Canelo at forty-six percent. Thurman Thurman has fought in like twelve years. He doesn't count. Earl Spence at forty-six, and then our boy, or no, then Benavidez at forty-six percent. Benavidez. Yep. Really? Update, yeah. Updated top, just top connection percentage of lightweights. Lomachenko, thirty-seven percent at the leaderboard. Updated lowest opponent connect percentage. Lomachenko, eighteen point three percent. Wow. So he is just updated jabs landed per round at lightweights. Lomachenko at the top, six point seven, and updated jab connect percentage for lightweights. He is uh, he is second, right behind Haney. Haney at 25, Loma at 24.8. Uh, no, no, that seems right. You didn't say T.O. in any of those. Uh, oh, how did I forget that? We we passed the entrance to the Hulu Hulu Theater, the, 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 the house, house that T.O. Built. built. Oh, my gosh. How did I forget that? We, 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 we passed that entrance. The, I can't wait for the statue. We we passed the entrance. We were like, wow, look, Tia Fimo Jr. Uh, fought there holy moly that's almost, awesome almost sold that place out he almost sold that place out that was that was so cool and it was where he had his vaunted you know uh controversial l you know where he clearly won 10 to 2 against uh, Combosis. 11 to 11 to yeah that's right um surprised but, he wasn't in attendance for the fight i'm not surprised. him or papa bear he's, he's probably st- still in the hospital um no he's not even though you would think somebody with the the, the severity of injuries with a hole in their there. esophagus is in the hospital yeah yeah so but uh, uh anyway so fa- fantastic night um you know we were on a high uh, for the whole night everything went perfectly everything went our way um you know no no complaints new york city was a great host msg was awesome um and i i think that's about wraps it up hey did i miss anything no man, uh, yeah, it was great. I mean, it was. Uh, so I think it was all three of our first boxing, uh, first boxing yes. live. Yes, it was. Uh, really, really cool. I mean, like I said, our seats were awesome. We were, you know, we were like twelve rows, twelve, thirteen rows. Into yeah, the, we we kind of estimated we were like thirty yards from the ring. We were eye level with 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 the ropes, um, and we were three rows behind the floor seats. So, yeah, there were there was lots of uh, boxers. Excuse me. Like where there was an aisle, like right in front of us, and boxes were just passing right yeah, in front of us. Jamel, all, all Berlanga, yeah, Kavazic, uh, Sergey, Sergey Kovalev. Yeah, there was there was actually it was funny because Drew was explaining to Gov who Kovalev was. We we were at the hotel bar after the fight, and Kovalev just bumps into Drew while Drew was talking about Kovalev. That uh, was pretty funny. Yeah, loved it. Um, it's awesome. Uh. Yes, yeah, so it was just, and it was awesome to see Lomachenko just in vintage form, you know, at at his age. I mean, I think he's that old, but you know, we're not we're not talking three years ago. So, um, yeah. You know. So, um, so so some loose ends here that wanted to touch. Um, now, so who of the three guys, uh, Loma, Tank, and Haney? Um, obviously, we we think. I, I don't see how Tank w- goes to Australia to fight Kambosis. Never happening. Never happening. The money just will never be right, um, and they don't. I don't think they 
they want to be the B side, which no, they at, won't, yeah. at, at best it would be fifty fifty. At best, yeah, they wouldn't be the, they they wouldn't be the B side. They wouldn't fight in Australia, and even if the money was better here in the U.S. overall for Cambosis, like he wants to fight in Australia. That seems pretty clear. So tank yeah. tanks out. Yes, which boils it down to Loma and Haney. Um, it could go either way. Um, I, I, I would believe that Haney would want more money than Loma, um, which they could, they might be able to clear that hurdle if, if Haney wants to fight bad enough. Um, it, but I think there's a little bit more politicking that has to go on for Haney to take the fight. I think the easy answer is Loma just because Loma won't care about the money. And I think he will bring the international fan base, yeah. which Cambosis, I think, is a factor. Although Haney does well on pay-per-views, um, so that's a factor as well. Um, nah. But uh, he, he's not Errol Spence or anything like that. Or, well, I or mean, Tank I don't Davis, know. But... Dazone's not really pay-per-views, so I don't, I don't know how right. you quantify that. Yeah, no. it's. I but mean, he's definitely uh, he definitely gets booed in his hometown a lot, so I don't know if that factors into well, it. Well, okay. That's a good point. Um, um so I, well, I think and, well, the- and, uh, and additionally, the WBO is it's it's everyone keeps saying it. So it seems like they're going to make Lomachenko a mandatory opponent, which also goes into favor of Lomachenko, and then will also go into favor of Cambosis for purse splits. Yeah, so I I would think honestly, I feel like Cambosis would maybe want a little bit of a easier fight to like actually hold the belts and have a couple fights as, as a champion. Um, cause I, I don't, I honestly have not, I don't have a lot of confidence that he would beat Haney or Loma. Um, even, even in Australia, but I, I mean, he's no slouch. He's proven that. Yeah. So, obviously. I mean, yeah. I mean, he just absolutely decimated T Fimo. He really did. So, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't even, I don't even know who they'd like, and he's not even a slouch, even though he's just a you know a prima donna. Like Garcia would be. I'm trying to think of who. Like if it wasn't Haney and it wasn't Loma, who 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 can they who could they fight that the that the WBO would be satisfied with um, to pass over Loma being the mandatory? And outside of Garcia, like I, I don't I don't know who that is. Like who? Who they would like? Le, I, nah, like, like like Lenares? No. Yeah, yeah, it'd be somebody like this, someone who's more. Of a but they're not gonna. Team, but... Yeah, they're not gonna. They're not gonna allow that. So they would. Base, they would probably threaten to strip him of the WBO title for something like that. Yeah, H- well, Haiti. Haiti would be the only, the only fight where because if you have a mandate, you if as if you if you have a a more significant fight on the table, then the uh, the commissions will accommodate you, but. You know, a fight against Jorge Linares, who's lost his like last three fights, isn't isn't getting that done. Yeah, yeah. So either way, it's it's kind of boiled down to to Loma and Haney, I think. Yeah. Well, and Haney Haney's crew is already starting the uh, the Twitter uh, the Twitter Twitter propaganda to don't f- fans everybody don't don't let them steal my opportunity. It's like, dude, just shut up, dude. <laughs> shut up. Yeah. Because look, even even if Loma and Cambosis fight. They're, the the winner is going to take Haney in Las Vegas. Like that's, I mean, that's going to happen. Um, so who and and vice versa. If if Haney goes and fights Cambosis, the winner is going to have to go fight Loma in Las Vegas. I mean, that's just going to happen. Um, um 
I, well, I, yeah, maybe. I wouldn't be sh- if Haney were to win. He'd probably. I think he would drop the belts and move up to one forty. To be honest, really, with you. I do. Yeah. Oh wow. He's big. He's big for the weight. He is, but uh, although they the winner might come back and fight Tank at that point. Could yeah. Good, good, that uh, would make and that and Tank would only have to go to Vegas and then fight an American fighter on American soil. Well, I guess Loma's not American, but you know what I'm saying. If it was yeah. Haney. Yeah. Good um, call. Um, you, know, so you know what I thought that's was the, pretty, that's the path I think for the belts. I, I thought it was three. pretty uh, pretty hilarious that Coppinger. God, I hate this guy. How I was uh, going to get to this next. Yeah, uh, go sorry, ahead. sorry. No, go no go for it. Yeah, it, I mean, just, he he wrote he wrote an article, and of course he was he was critical of Loma. Uh, you know, looking for the corner to stop the fight instead of stopping it himself. Um, but then in his article where he was asking, you know, did Loma did Loma do enough to showcase for Cambosis? He made the point that he definitely had the best fight of the three, but that's expected because he had the latest competition. I, I, I guess he's just you know. You remember, I don't know how he make it say that in good conscience. He's like the new ESPN guy, so he's trying to make connections and butter up to the the younger fighters that are going to be here for the next decade for you know stories and leaks and things. But like, how is how do you how do you write that where like Isaac Cruz? Are we being like I, just because Isaac Cruz ended up fighting a clo- like fighting? The only reason Dave, why that fight was close close is because Mayweather broke his hand. made Tank change gloves and he broke his hand, and that's why Cruz was able to stay close in that fight. Uh, yeah, I, I I don't get like you're t- you're telling me that guy you're telling me that guy is a, a more dangerous opponent than Richard Comey, a former have you, a former world champion with tremendous knockout power. Is that right? That's what we're saying. Right, and then Diaz, like I, I get Jojo Diaz overall from a skill set. You know, from a skill set, he probably has from, more skills. Yeah, than exactly. Comey. He's, he's probably he's, a better boxer than Comey. Dude, but he's he's, he's a one thirty fighter. He just moved up to one thirty five. Yeah, and he's got no like, his his power. Like, he's got no pa- power. The power is not there at one thirty five, and I don't even know that the power. Like he necessarily had power at one thirty. I, I, I meant to look at his. Uh, it, li- it was limited power at one thirty, and he moved yeah. up to one thirty five, and that's who. And Haney, great job by Haney. Good good fight, but. Again, you're so Jojo Diaz is obviously a, the better competition than Comey. Like, no, no, he's not. Not at one thirty-five, man. No way. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I. That's just. That, I just. I just thought that was such like a just a ridiculous thing to say. I'm like, what? Yeah. So anyway, um, that about rounds it out. I can't wait to see what happens next. Uh, when do you think they would fight? Like April or May? Yeah, spring. Maybe March. Yeah. Although, if it's in Australia, is is that spring in Australia? April or May, or is that fall? Well, I don't, I don't think know. it. I, it'll, yeah, it's springtime where I, here is where they'll in, the, in the northern hemisphere. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So probably April. Uh, could be a fall swoon down in Australia. I don't. I don't know. Are they in this? I was. They're in the southern hemisphere, right? Like they. That would be fall down there, right? You're asking the wrong guy, bro. <laughs> We need a geography expert. I just all all I know is Russell Crowe and kangaroos. I feel like Australia has its own seasons. I don't think it follows the rest of the world. I mean, it's I just, think you're right. I think that's it's just a vast desert of nothingness and outbackness, and they just do their own thing down there. That sounds fair. Oh, um, wake up, bro! Wake up. Sorry, that sounds fair. Yeah, but um, I, mean, I guess it'd probably be April. And then. uh Man, oh, I'd be so pumped! I'll, I'd I'd pay two hundred dollars for that pay per view. Mm, if it was Loma, yeah. Oh yeah, sorry. I just yeah, that's what I meant. 
Um, sweet. All right. Well, we all know that we're we're going there. Um, I gotta I gotta start Get your passport at, ready. Yes, yeah, I gotta start applying for my passport. Um, I should wear my two beers hat in my passport photo instead of instead of Christmas gifts. Just tell just tell your family just to give you gift gift cards to uh to the airline, American Airlines, Australian yeah. Air, Australian Air. Yeah, is that is that a thing? Should be. Should be. Let's make it. And then we can fly for free. Um, beautiful. Someone, what go say was twenty one hours or something? Twenty three hours. Twenty three hour oh. flight. <laughs> okay. Be worth it. We can just we can just download every Loma fight and just uh. <laughs> that might not even be twenty three hours. Since and then I think once you get there, you have to quarantine for two weeks and take a test every day for two weeks or something like that. I think that is accurate. Well, that was one of the reasons why they didn't want to. Team Tio didn't want to go down there for the fight. Yeah. Um, I hear it's lovely this time of year. Any hoodles. Um, all right. So I, I think that about wraps up the Loma talk. Very quickly, this uh, – well, actually today. We're recording on Tuesday. Drew is going to Disney this week, so that's why we're a little bit early. Um, and we didn't want to do the whole remote thing again. But um, in a way, fought – which in, in, here on the east coast of the United States of America was the morning. Yep. Um, he, but he fought in Japan. Um, took him eight rounds to knock out whoever this guy was. I gotta say, kudos to whoever you are. I, I don't know. I don't know this uh, D- Dippian or D- Dippian. I don't know how it's pronounced. But I don't either. You made it into the eighth round against the Inoue. Monster. Yeah. Look, I don't care if you got knocked out. That's saying something. So <laughs> agreed. Um. So he 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 punished this guy. This guy was a bloody mess by the end, and, and eight eight round KO. Um, yeah. Well, the, I, well, actually TKO. The ref stopped it, but yeah. And uh, over the weekend, Donair and uh, Casimero all won their fight. So everyone everyone at bantamweight is still the champ. So we'll see if we can get a unification here next. Yeah, and honestly, that's just in a way we're just gonna scrape the floor with those dudes. I, I agree. Um, and then this upcoming weekend. <sighs> King we have Arthur Arthur Beterbiev at 175. Um, just, uh, I, and I think I've said this before, but just an absolute son of a bitch. I mean, my gosh, he just—he's just this big hairy Russian that just elbows, forearms, fists, headbutts. He's just on top of his opponent. Not not even in the pocket. Like you would think he's smothering his own punches, but like he is just bullying just a bully in there his opponents i'll be shocked if this guy makes a pass five this is mandatory um i forget the guy's name i think it's like mark something williams or do i got that right doesn't matter it does not matter he i i'd I'd be impressed if the guy made it past five rounds um is that is that right yeah i i was gonna cover it i was i was gonna predict a seventh round knockout seven okay yeah what makes you think this guy can can make it that long? Uh better be if he usually he's he's, he's a little bit he is methodical. I, I wouldn't say he's a slow starter, but he he, he usually is uh, selective with the uh, with his punches the first couple of rounds. So I think it you know he really starts laying on the heavy hands as you get into the fourth, fifth, and sixth round. So I just I just figure seventh. Okay, um, which. Um, I, the only thing I want to say about Better Biev is back when Can, earlier this year when Canelo was making his run and when he finally swept all the belts, 
uh, Marcus Brown is the guy's name. I said Marcus Williams. Um, but one thing I said was, you know, why don't why doesn't Canelo fight better be of at one seventy five and all these people, oh, Canelo can't go up once. He, uh, that's why would he go up and wait? Blah blah blah. And you noted he's already been at one seventy five before. Lo and behold, here he is going up to cruiserweight. Um, so which he what he plans to stay in the one eighties? Canelo does. Yeah, he said, he said he said he said he's not going to weigh more than one eighty uh, if he does go to cruiserweight. And and that guy's going to be weighing what up to two hundred. Uh, one ninety two hundred. Between that other, yeah, up to 200. So, like, he could be potentially giving up 15 or 20 pounds to the guy. And the guy, I forget the guy's name, but he has a belt. Yeah, he's not the, uh, he's not the top, one of the, uh, the top cruiserweight who fought on the undercard of the Joshua. And I'm sorry, the division I'm not as, uh, on top of my stuff with. But this is like, this guy is considered one of the, you know, lighter champions from yeah, a competition and- standpoint. Yeah, um, but still, they they had like a fate. I don't know a, a press conference, I guess, and the, they showed the two of them next to each other. The guy is noticeably larger than Canelo. You, you saw that, right? Yes. Um, I'm looking for his name. Uh, but the other thing about Canelo and cruiserweight and better BF and all that stuff is, um, and our boy Usyk we saw and. So since Canelo's going up to cruiserweight, well Usyk was was the king of cruiserweight. So um somebody actually asked Usyk would he fight Canelo cruiserweight and he said that he would under the condition that he keeps his heavyweight belts cuz he wants to go back to heavyweight and do more at the heavyweight division. So um pretty uh <laughs> pretty pretty fun his response he's like Canelo is a handsome man. Yeah. God, I love that guy. I love Usyk. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was crazy. So is, is this guy's, um, is this guy's name Makabu? Is that the, is that the guy that Canelo's going to fight? So. I think, I think so, yeah. Ilunga Jr. Makabu, yeah. Um, so, I mean, can you imagine if we get a Usyk Canelo fight? My God, I'd pay $300 for that. I would too. That would be insane. Um, anyway, all right. Who wins? Oh, um, Usyk. Yeah, I think so too. Just too big. But um, all right, that's enough boxing. We've been going on and on about it. My gosh, what a weekend! Loudy, loudy, what a weekend! Great stuff, man. Big time. Best decision of our lives. Oh, so so good. Um, all right. So NFL, uh, second and short. Ooh. You, you took yes. You, you spanked you me beating. last weekend. You took a beating, sir. Oh, yeah, it's okay. I, I I'm tough. I could take beatings, um, but this week, whereas last week we had a loaded six six game uh, schedule, now um, Drew's gonna make him up on the fly. So I, I'm ready for this. Come at me fast and furious. And as I mentioned, COVID is just ravaging every sport. The NFL is right there with everyone so um we're gonna pick these games here it's tuesday i have a feeling whatever games we end up picking the availability of a lot of players is going to be different than what where we sit today um and like i think teddy mentioned it fantasy playoffs start this week and 
So there's a lot of fantasy implications for all these guys sitting with COVID protocols. My gosh, it's going to be chaos, especially as we come down the stretch for the, the actual NFL playoffs. So um, Pure chaos. All right, Drew. Let, let's go. I'm four behind. You beat me by, by three last weekend. Extend your lead to four. Um, what do you got for me? All right. I'm gonna since we have Thursday, Saturday, and Sunday games, I got a little variety. So let's start okay. let's start with Thursday. Okay. AFC West, huge game. Chiefs going to LA to play the Chargers. Chiefs minus three. Who you got? Oh, you you have you you have to pick first on all these because you you let your strategy slip that you were just gonna pick the same as me, so that way, way the rest of the way so you can just maintain your lead. So you got to pick first. Oh, I am up four now. Uh, I'm gonna take the Chiefs. They're on a hot streak. I don't believe in the Chargers anymore. Got to roll Chiefs. Get the yeah, points. I was gonna take the Chiefs as well. Okay. Saturday, uh, the Colts Pats is the more interesting game, but let's let's. Let's go with the dumpster fire game of the Raiders and the Browns. The Raiders are going to Cleveland. Uh, the Browns with a big win over Baltimore this past weekend almost blew it, which was almost pretty hilarious. Blew they they yeah. blew the spread on the last last thirty seconds. Of they the game. did. Yeah. I had them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, Cleveland's given three here. What do you like? Go ahead. You got to go first because I'm not getting screwed over by your your BS strategy. I like the Browns here. I, I think the Raiders are they're they realize they're toast, and I think the Browns defense just wreaks havoc on on Derek Carr. Um. Yeah, I got the Browns. Okay. I can't tell if you're like trying to preempt me, or like you no, actually no, want to pick the Browns. No, I want to pick the Browns. Um. But how about that Patriots Colts game? Colts are favored by two and a half, which is pretty wild. To be honest with you, I think they point. cover. You think the Colts cover? Although that's that whole like wild card thing that that Creange brought to my attention and I brought to your attention. Um, What's that? That the teams coming out of bye just struggle, and the Colts are coming out of bye. Oh, you're right. You're right. You're right. But I would think the Colts win that, just because Jonathan Taylor can't be stopped. And anyway, um, go ahead, continue. We're, we're right. the same. We're the uh, same for two so far. One o'clock. Titans versus Steelers. No, no. Come on. You're not. You're, I'm not. I don't want to. I don't want to hurt you anymore with this. <laughs> uh, we can't. We can't continue this. This charade. Uh, let's go. Let's go. The football team versus the Eagles. Both are six and seven. Huge game for these two teams that are defending for a wild card. Philly coming off the bye. Philly's favored four and a half, which I'm pretty surprised. Yeah, that seems like too wide. I'm not sure who is the starting quarterback, to be honest with you. I, I would think it would, like one and a half would be a little bit more appropriate. Um, maybe two and a half. Um, but I feel like the Eagles win. I've, I really do. Um, the football team lost to Dallas last week. And that their their run up to this point may have been their swan song, and this this might be kind of like the the swoon. Um, uh, I'm I'm gonna take uh, I'm gonna take the Eagles because the I think the football team I, I want to take them, but I feel like they've had so many issues at kicker this year. I feel like they're on like their third or fourth kicker, 
that like typically I'd be like, oh, this is a field goal game, but I don't know if their field goal kicker is actually like able to keep it to a field goal game. Um, yeah, I'm gonna take the Eagles as well, just because they're home, and I think that they're gonna put up too many points for the Redskins to be able to deal with. Sorry, the I, football team. I I feel like you you just switched it on the fly. No, I didn't. I did not. All right, all right. What what else you got here? That's three, three for three. We got the same. <laughs> uh, let's do Bengals Broncos. Uh, Bengals are the only team we picked that didn't win. Well, the only team that I picked last week that didn't win. But again, these two teams are seven and six. They're both in the wild card hunt. Bengals are going to Denver. Denver giving a point and a half. <sighs> I'm going to take Teddy Two Gloves. Are, are you just trolling me at this point? <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I'm taking Teddy. I just I can't trust the Bengals now. They've just they've burned me too many times here the last couple of weeks. Was, and the Broncos was, haven't. No, because they they're running they're running the football now. Uh, Javante Williams is getting getting his touches. I just I like the Broncos. I rarely pick the Broncos because I, I, I think they're really I like good. the I know I like the Broncos. I know that's why I'm giving you the business because that's my team. I like Teddy Two Gloves. I'm the mayor of Teddy Two Gloves,ville. How are you? How are you tr- trumping me on this? Because you just got you told me to pick first, and so now you're trumped. Yeah, uh, bitch, you got jacked, bitch. Uh, um, I'm gonna take the Bengals. Okay. I think I think they stay in the race and win by a field goal. All right, and then, wow, this is insane. Uh, let's take it because it's juicy. Uh, again, two wild card teams here. Falcons, 49ers. Falcons are 6-7. and seven. Niners are 7-6. and six. The Falcons are going to San Fran. The Niners are giving nine points. Yeah, I got eight and a half on this app, yeah. That's insane. Is it? I think so. Um, I'm gonna well, so, go. Fa- I'm gonna go Atlanta here. Give me, all right, I'm give, gonna go. I'm gonna go. Points. Oh, Debo's back. Oh, maybe I should switch because Debo's back. Debo played last game, and remember, remember last week I was like, oh, if Debo plays, I really like it, but I don't know if he's playing, so I'm gonna take. I forget who, wherever they're playing. And of uh, they're playing Cincinnati. The, the Cincinnati, and then yeah, and Debo played, and they covered, and I'm like, son of a bitch. I'm gonna take. Um, I'm still gonna take Atlanta. Um, which this is interesting because I actually have been comparing these teams for weeks now with how Debo got used in the Cordero role. Um, but yeah, so we, we calling it nine or eight and a half. Cause that obviously makes a difference to me. Obviously it's a huge difference. We calling it nine or eight and a half. Uh, nine. Cause I run this show and that's, what's on my, uh, so it's on your app. Okay. So it's on my app. Um, that was obviously me trying to buy time uh, to make a final decision. And just so take, is, so is the soliloquy. You, you want to take the Niners? Just take the I'll Niners. take the Niners. I'll take the Niners. Yeah, I just I don't think the Niners are good enough to be given nine points to anybody. Yeah, me Jimmy G. It feels like Jimmy G will just give away that, that game couple, winning. Yeah, that, couple, like that, that TD that's like going to cover. Like I feel like yeah. Jimmy G is going to give that away. But I'm a sucker, so I'm gonna just go for the. I'm just gonna chase it and go for the Niners. Chase, baby. But at the same time, I feel like Eli Mitchell should run for 175 yards, and they should cover by three touchdowns. So, might happen. Yeah. Um. Okay. 
So that's that's our five. And then Monday night is the Vikings versus the Bears. Can Kirk Cousins win a Monday night? I mean, they're favored by three and a half against the Bears. He certainly won a Thursday night when you uh, you doubted him and oh. him at prime time. Oh, he, I, cer- well, he certainly tried not to. Well, you know what's funny about that is so the the Brown like the Ravens come back and lose by two to the Browns in cover, and if this if Pat Fryermuth catches that touchdown at, at the last play of the game. That gets the Steelers to within two, and whether they make it or not, I, then I would cover with the Steelers uh, getting what four and a half, or whatever yes. it was. That was that was a two game swing right there, like that that and and the uh, the, and Rave, the Ravens. The Ra- well, the Ravens one was extra funny because we were on the phone together, and I'm like, Ugh. I was like, stupid Lamar goes down. I was like, now you're gonna win this game, and then it's like twenty, or it's like oh the. Ravens got a completed a twenty yard pass. Oh, yeah, I was I was driving. Pass. I was on the PA Turnpike on the way home, and I just get bored. So I was calling you and everybody I could think of, and so I'm like I'm I'm just hitting refresh on the app, which my app was ahead of your cable, and so I'm like, oh crap, dude! I'm like the Ravens got the onside kick. You're like, huh? <laughs> and then you like flip over, and yeah, the Ravens got the onside kick. Uh, so good, so good. Uh, did not feel that tingling in my plums. That 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 did not feel good. Okay. Um. So what we got? Two or three games? We got two games different. Um. So maybe I can sweep those and get and cut cut the deficit. In cut half. that deficit in half. Okay. Um. Beautiful. Uh. Next order of business is the NBA catch and shoot. You ready, Drew? Wait. Do we have? Do we have two games different? I thought we only had one. Then no, the Niners. I took the Bengals. I I'm just I cussed you out for taking the uh, Teddy Two Gloves, but I'm taking the Bengals. Oh. oh, I should just I should start listening to you more when you talk on the podcast. Go ahead. You really should. That's pretty rude. <laughs> catch catch and shoot. Let's do it. <sighs> you son of a bitch. All right, um, NBA. What do we got? Uh. Well, aside from COVID, as you mentioned, uh, just tearing leagues apart, the Chicago Bulls had to postpone two games because uh, they didn't have enough players. Yep. Uh, I mean, the only story I had was you know Steph Curry tonight in uh, right where we were Saturday night broke the uh, finally broke the, finally broke the all time three point record that was held by Ray Allen, knocking down his two his two thousand nine hundred and seventy fourth three pointer of his career. Did it in the first quarter with about seven minutes left off a path. Forever, his his record's going to be linked to Andrew Wiggins, which I just find hilarious. Uh, yeah, so Curry, uh, you know, good for him, man. Guy, you know, guy had a lot of a lot of question marks early in his career because of his ankles. That, as you know, the Warriors taught him how to run the right way, <laughs> and uh, guy 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 just took off from there. And uh, two time MVP, three time champ, and now he. Now he holds the all-time three-point record. Just he's he's just a sensational guy to watch. Spectacle to behold. Yeah, and he's and he's like, he seems like all by all accounts he seems like a really good dude. Yeah, just somebody that's so easy to cheer for. I think I said one time back Steph in Steph Curry. Yeah. Steph yeah, Curry. especially especially when he's whining like a baby and whipping his mouth oh, guard in, into oh, the stop. fans in the oh, front stop. row. What do you stop. mean stop? Oh stop! What such, do you mean? You're such an old man. 
How? I think I, I think I said once in like 2016, I was like, if 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 you don't have a if your team's out of the running and you're not rooting for Steph Curry and the Warriors, you're just a loser. Uh, okay, but he's still a crybaby, and well, he's he's really not anymore. He was more back then. Um, you, you don't really see him do as much of that the the crybaby antics as what he used to do. But dude, uh, look, uh, I, I'll own up to a lot of it. But being annoyed at a player for 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 throwing some antics and then r- taking his mouth guard out and whipping it at fans small in the front blip, row, small blip, small blip, small. <laughs> it blip. was, but like, come on, that's pretty. <laughs> that's pretty silly. It was silly. Um, and it's pretty pretty cool. He did it. He did it in New York because it's just another tease to the Knicks fans, like your brother, of what could have been if he would have just lasted one more pick. One more pick. Yeah. One more pick, and Steph Curry's career could be completely different. Hey, speaking of Knicks fans and and uh, Chicago Bulls and everything else, um, how about who's in the fourth seed in the East right now? Uh, that's a good question. Everybody's just the so... Cleveland Cavaliers. Oh yeah, there you go. They've, they've won was, eight out, did, eight out of the last I, ten. Yeah, was didn't good I call? Yeah, right. And you know what's crazy? They've they're they're doing this. They they started going on this tear after Colin Sexton got hurt. Yeah, good point, but. Wasn't wasn't the guy I was like, dude, Laurie Markinen like actually was like a thing, and I mean I, he's not necessarily killing it. He's like fourteen and five. Yeah, I just well. looked it up. Yeah, but. He's, play, he's, he's playing well. Garland's playing. I mean everybody's playing well. Mobley, Kevin Love apparently has been resurrected from the dead, so he's been playing incredibly well. Um, yeah, like I said, I mean you know four, not even four, everybody. I mean two. Two through ten in the East. I mean, really, ten, ten through two through eleven. I mean, they're all separated by like four games at this point. Yeah, it's all, yeah. It's all a jumble. Yeah, so. can't, I'm not really spiking the football yet, but I, which I think I probably yeah, picked good, them. Well, especially. I mean, I, what I, I probably picked them like an as an eight seed or something. Yeah, right? to make the or playoffs. like ninth or even. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, especially again, especially with losing. I mean, there's always been rumblings that they wanted to get rid of Sexton anyway, but you know, seeing seeing them kind of on this run here missing you know a, a key player for a team who let's be honest can't can't sign a lot of good players just because of where they are so you know kudos kudos to them and then uh in the west got a lot of teams on some win streaks but utah utah is on a seven game win streak right now so the uh golden state and phoenix starting to get a little a little competition there at the top of the west yeah. Anybody else? Oh, I guess the Grizzlies, they're 8-2 in their last 10-2. And they haven't been playing with John Moran because he got hurt. 17-11. Who would have saw that coming? My lord. Yeah, I don't know. Lakers are all the way down to the sixth seed. Yeah, I mean, they've been, yeah, with when the, when they got the big three, they uh, they don't lose to the worst, uh, the bottom three teams in the league. So they've got a couple wins here against those guys, but... They lost. They lost to a John Morantless uh, <laughs> Grizzlies three games ago by like twenty, which was just ridiculous. Nine, ten, and eleven is interesting. The Timberwolves yeah. are twelve and fifteen. The Blazers are eleven and sixteen, and the Kings are eleven and seventeen. Yeah. And the only reason I say it's interesting is because those are three kind of potential dance partners for the Ben Simmons sweepstakes. Uh, well, um, not Denver anymore. So, oh, you I didn't say, say Denver. Didn't say sorry, Denver. You said, yeah, sorry, you said Minnesota. My bad. Yeah. You really don't listen when I speak, do you? No, I was just I I've I've sorry, I was thinking Denver myself because I was pumping the uh Michael Porter Jr. and draft picks trade for Simmons earlier this year. So I was already going there. 
Okay. Cool. Um, okay. Uh, anything else in the NBA? Nah, like I said, I mean, Curry, Curry's been taking the news up here the last few games as everyone's been waiting for him to break the record, so. Yep. Now we can all put that behind us. Yep. Okay. All right. Moving right along to the NHL half clappers. COVID, COVID, COVID. My gosh. Okay. So, um, the Calgary Flames are now postponed. They were uh, in the midst of community spread <laughs> within their locker room, and they had a game against, oh, I forget who it was, in, in the States. And they just decided, decided, you know what, we're not getting on the plane. We're not coming to the U.S. We're not doing the international travel. We, got, we don't even know who has COVID or not right now. So they canceled like three or four games. They stayed in Canada. Uh, so that's what they're doing. Um, then it comes out that um, I think it was uh, – I think the guy's name is Jarvis in Carolina, a y- young guy. He was supposed to be in Canada's um, um, junior team, and he got COVID, and Carolina is having to kind of go through their locker room. They had to cancel their game tonight. But now that guy's ineligible for the Team Canada juniors. Um so we're getting to the point now where it's it's really spreading through the whole NHL. Like, oh, geez, I think Nashville ha- had people, Vancouver, and it was just like one team. At, uh, there's so many teams that have at least one guy that that is tested positive for COVID. That and the way it's spreading through these locker rooms is like it's it's really becoming an issue like so our third team and maybe even our fourth team maybe even more are gonna have to cancel which again just begs the question we're playing this condensed schedule and the olympics are looming and they got to make a decision in the next couple weeks um i listened to a podcast on my way into work this morning and these guys brought up great points you know these guys are going to go to beijing and if they have to quarantine, uh, if they get a positive test in, in China, they have to quarantine for three to five weeks. So that means they're missing NHL games. They're missing NHL paychecks. Uh, guys with families, like, uh, would you want to be stuck in freaking China for five weeks Probably with, not. With, in COVID protocols? In freaking China, when you got family here in North America, like, these guys don't want to do that for what? To get, like, a gold medal? Like, when and you know what they can chase a Stanley Cup anyway, so it, it's it's the Olympics are in a tenuous situation right now. I don't think that they ultimately end up happening happening because let's face it, it's all going to come down to money, just like it always does. And these guys don't get paid for this. What they do get paid for is their NHL salaries. And the NHL said that if they miss time due to quarantine, that they're not getting paid. So. You know, you got some of these guys making buku bucks. If they have to miss a month worth of paychecks, that's that. Why would you do that? Especially when you have a chance. And it's not like you're stuck in Australia or or something like like a Western nation. You're stuck in China for a month. Like, yeah, so my gosh, like it's worth it. No, no, I, I'm impressed. You were actually listening to me. That's awesome. Um, so. Yeah, although they did note that Sidney Crosby, of all people, was someone pushing to still go. I don't know if that's accurate or not, but um, 
notably Crosby doesn't have an, a wife or kids or anything like that, even though he's, what, 35 now. Time's a ticking, Crosby. And if you're a listener out there talking to you, Tory White. Anyway. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, like... Uh, why would why would we do this? Why why would we do this? So I don't think it's going to happen. I don't think there's going to be hockey at the Olympics this year. Um, and the, I think that they're going to need the time. They're again with this condensed schedule with all these missed games. I think they're going to need the time to spread it back out and and get these games in. So, um, apart from that, um. I just wanted to note that you know we did we we documented the the I guess you could say I dismantled the Flyers, but they're on a three or four game win streak now with oh. Mike Yo. I did mention that you know he's a good coach and he's going to help like give them a little boost. A lot of times when you fire a coach in the NHL, hockey players are fickle. They, they get like a kick in the pants with stuff like that. Fickle, and they, they really are. Yeah. So. um you know they're uh, they're they're gonna be more competitive now. That being said, there's any boost they get is short term. They still have major long term problems that need addressed that Mike Yo is not gonna fix. Uh, they're still not gonna contend for the playoffs this year, but they'll at least be more competitive on a nightly basis. Um, so c- kudos to the Flyers. Uh, that being said, I don't have any more half clappers for the NHL. Clap, clap, clap. Yeah. Um, all right. The only other thing I wanted to mention before the parlay, um, I know we have a couple F1 fans. I, I don't really watch F1. I don't know. Hey, holler at us if you're an F1 fan. Um, I know there was some controversy at the championship. Something about passing the, the caution car. Um, and somehow they did a review and they allowed it and Verstappen ended up beating, um, oh geez, the Red Bull guy, right? What's the, um, um, Lewis Hamilton. Yeah. Verstappen ended up beating Hamilton. Um, and it was a big controversy. I don't know. It's not really on my radar other than I, I saw that if, 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 you know, if anybody thinks I need to do more research on it, let me know. Um, all right. Parlay time. You ready for that, Drew? Always. Okay, Parlay, brought to you by Brick, our first sponsor. I got my Brick. I smashed it. It was a lot of fun. I actually had my kids smash the hell out of it with a hammer. We had goggles. I have a video of it. We had a ton of fun. My Brick had um, like a, a really sweet, compact um, multi-tool from Gerber. It also had a Zippo lighter and a Maglite um, flashlight. Again, you know... Uh, Get a brick.com, two beers listeners, type in the code brick, uh, beer, B-E-E-R, you get $5 off. Skip the gift card this year, skip the wrapping paper, skip the gift bags, get a brick, and it is you'll be the talk of the party. If it, you got a white elephant at work, a little gift exchange, something like that, skip all the nonsense and, and you know be the talk of the conversation starter, get a brick.com. Um, so the parlay this week, we want to stick with the weekend, right? We do, yeah. Okay. Um, I got my game. What What are you thinking? I'm gonna take the Vikings to cover Monday night. Monday night. It's still the weekend. 
Wow, that's like that's almost a week from now. It's still the weekend. Been waiting all week for Monday night. I'm gonna. I, I totally gonna, just used the Sunday night song, but either way, I'm gonna keep rolling the uh, the cousins. Uh, well, really, the Dalvin Cook bandwagon, but we'll we'll say Kirk Cousins for fun. All right, I am going to um, s- stick with the Saturday night hockey, and so I am going to take. E- I, I hope I don't regret this, but I'm going to take the over. 9 o'clock. This would be a great game to watch, actually. Tampa Bay Lightning versus Colorado Avalanche. Um, I saw the Avalanche. Yeah, yeah, it was the Avalanche. Are the fourth highest scoring team in the past, I don't know, like 50 years or something like that. They have 109 goals in 25 games. Oh, wow. Yeah, so... Um, and Tampa Bay's been scoring a bunch of goals too. Now, Vasilevsky is awesome. Uh, 2.17 goals against, 9.27 save percentage for Vas- Vasilevsky. Um, but Colorado's is is uh, piling them up. Saturday night is always a bunch of energy in the building. Darcy Kemper for for Colorado, 2.82 against, 9.06 save percentage. Mediocre, okay, not terrible. Um, but hey, let's roll it. We got the over in Tampa Bay Lightning, Colorado Avalanche, and you got the Vikings to cover. So I'm Monday yes, sir. All right, that's the parlay brought to you by Brick. Get a brick.com. Let's finish beer one. Let's do it. Oh, wait, I got another guzzle on this uh, this Hetty Topper. I wonder if it amazes people that it takes me an hour to drink a Tall Boy of Hetty Topper. It's still cold. Yeah, I think people think it's. A little uh, soft that it takes us two hours to drink two beers. Yeah, that's okay. We're not here just just slamming them. We're here just BSing. I agree. Just t- take taking her easy for all you sinners out there. Cause that's just the cowboy in me. You know what movie that's from? No. There's a dude taking her easy for all us sinners. Uh, <laughs> clutch. All right. All right, assume positions on beer two. You ready, Drew? Yes. Got the old bottle. Three, two, one. Ooh, that sounded nice. Yeah. I got um, Blizzard of Hops. This is my last one. Um, I got it in a bottle. What, what, what you got? Uh, I just have a water here. Cleaning, oh. cleaning the pipes out. Gotcha. You you really are taking her easy for all those sinners. I really am. Cause that's just the cowboy in me. Yeah, that was that was the opening song of Yellowstone this week. But before we get to Yellowstone, um, I owe everyone a song here, eh? eh? For lo- losing that. What what was the top five battle I lost? Top five uh, dinner scenes in movies. Yeah, I- Wait, I thought there was another one. After. No, was that it? No, that was it. I got smashed. That's smashed. okay. Um, so, um, and I wrote this for the end, but I'll say it now. Um, just remind everyone, The Witcher is this Friday. What, the, uh, I was going to say the 17th. It's not the 17th. Is, oh, wait, is yeah, it? Yeah, is the 17th. 17th. Yeah, yeah the 17th. December 17th, The Witcher is back. So I'm going to sing... The toss a coin to your Witcher song. Here's a question: Do you think you think they're gonna roll with that same song? Or do you think there'll be a new song? Uh, I'm sure there's gonna be a new song. Uh, this one's so good, though. 
You think there'll be this one plus a new song or just a whole new song? I mean, I could be wrong. Could be, uh, could be the. I same hope song. there's a song because the the guy who was the the humble bard, they split ways. Remember, they got like pissed at each other. Yeah, he was in the trailer though, so I imagine oh, he'll be back. Good, 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 good. Okay, ready for this? I'm ready. When the humble bard graced a ride along Gerald of Rivia, along came this song. From the white with what a silver-tongued devil, his army of elves at his hooves they they revel. They came after me with masterful deceit, and broke down my loot and they kicked in my teeth. While the devil's horns minced our tender meat. And so cried the witcher, he can't be bleat. Toss a coin to your witcher, O oh, valley of plenty, O oh, valley of plenty, oh. Toss a coin to your witcher, O oh, valley of plenty. Lovely. Nice. Lovely, lovely. Woo. Oh man! For anybody, for anybody that needs a refresher, there's some good YouTube videos out there that actually shows The Witcher in chronolo- chronological order. So, for cool, season I should one, do that. Yeah, it was very um, helpful. I have to say that song, like, is so hard to sing, and I've tried to hit that high note so many times, and I just cannot. You don't need to shortchange yourself like that, bro. You're great. No, no. Uh, well, I appreciate that. Um, okay, so let's do um, Yellowstone Season 4, Episode 7 recap. Um, I'm going to pass the ball to you. Because that's just the cowboy, cowboy in me. Uh, solid episode. Uh, we start. I guess I guess every episode starting out with Jimmy becoming a cowboy, because that seems to be, right? That seems to be how we've started each was one. Was that at season. the beginning? Yeah, that was the very beginning. Okay. Uh, Jimmy's out there herding... Uh, herding some uh some cows and then he gets called in for a special task which uh ended up be yanking off a horse so that was fun uh can you be more specific on yanking off a horse uh i mean i guess they were preparing to uh inseminate or what's the word how do you uh inseminate yeah inseminate uh female horses so uh you know they uh, basically had this leather sleeve, and they yeah. they kind of just just uh, yeah, they just were collecting the semen from the horses. <laughs> this, yeah, to impregnate it was, the female it was, horses. It was Jimmy's job to just go ahead and and just basically wrap up the big horse dongs in this big le- leather sleeve, which was pretty pretty hilarious. <laughs> I so- enjoyed it. Uh, I bet you did. And somehow that got the attention of. Uh, a young, a young lass who, uh, <laughs> who, uh, who asked asked Jimmy out to dinner since he is. There's only five, or five. Aside from him, there's only five eligible bachelors in wherever the hell they are in Texas and three hundred uh, mile radius. Yeah, yeah, she's dated two of them, and the other three uh, are are losers. So, so Jimmy, uh, Jimmy seems to be moving on from his barrel rider and uh, offers to uh, take her out to dinner. So and that was all we saw for Jimmy for the for the week. Mm, that was 
again, I'm here for the I'm here for the Jimmy story. I just, yeah. I just said. Yeah, well, I'm glad you were right about that because I told you when we first did the uh, the season one premiere, I told you I was worried that we wouldn't see any more Jimmy uh, and that he, that he would just kind of be an afterthought this season. But still heavily involved, which is pretty cool. The um, whole Jimmy Spirit quest is great. So then that takes us back to back to Montana, where the governor, who was uh, at one point John Dutton's lady, special lady friend, uh, comes to the ranch and lets lets John know that she's going to go make a bid for Senate in D.C. And her initial thought is to endorse Jamie to take her governor's seat. Uh, to which Costner absolutely flips out and says, no way, no way, can't do it. And she goes, well, he's the devil we know. He's like, she's like, you know, if you want to do it, I'll, I'll give you my endorsement. But other than that, and then John Dutton reluctantly goes, I'll do it. So now John Dutton, <laughs> John Dutton is going to be running for governor of Montana, which, uh, <laughs> I can't wait to see how this rolls. Yeah. Um, and then you have, <laughs> you have, uh, Lloyd uh, Lloyd cashes in one of his uh, buck buck uh, trophy prize buckles belt to buckles, uh, yeah, yeah a, a one of a kind belt buckle yeah to which uh, you think he's buying a gun since that's how they foreshadow or that's how they they film it because he's just looking at an entire tray of guns but he ends up buying Walker a uh, a guitar to to bury the hatchet so that they can they can get back get back to normal so those two. Those two kissed and made up. Although I'm not sure, I'm not sure why that barrel rider is still there because I'm pretty sure Rip told told them to get the hell out of there and no more women in the bunkhouse. They did, but you did you blow past that scene where um she comes back um I forget her name but the, like the tomboy she comes back. No, not Teeter, but the, like like Walker the the girl that Walker's fooling around with that started all she, the trouble. She she has the brand, dude. They all have the brand. No, the barrel rider doesn't. Yeah, she does. They all have the brand because they all got attacked and they all they all did what they had to do. The Barrel Rider. Yes, dude. They all have they all have the brand. I don't think that's accurate. Yeah. I'll have to go back and watch season three because I don't think that's accurate. Okay. Um, Teeter does because Teeter Teeter and the uh, I the the African American gentleman I can't remember his name. I don't know. I don't really know any of the any outside of Lloyd. I don't know any of their names. <laughs> Uh, those two were getting it on in the uh, the lake, and then the uh, those two like renegades uh, stomped the <laughs> just started stomping them with their horses. So I don't I don't know if you're right about that, but either way, anyway, uh, Teeter does does come back in a great scene where she's basically saying I didn't do anything wrong, and you know I'm, I work I work, I work harder than everybody. And Rip says she ain't lying, sir. And then she shows John Dutton the the brand scar for life don't mean nothing. And then uh, they end up keeping her and rip. This does mean something, which was a pretty pretty cool scene. Probably my favorite scene of the uh, the episode. There, I um, that was pretty wild. How uh, Kevin Costner didn't even know that they they had the brand. He yeah, was like, when did that happen? Yeah, at this point, uh, the night the night before uh, they tried to kill our entire family, sir. I forgot to tell you. Um. So that was that. Uh, Beth, Beth started her new job at Lendo Global. Uh, fires her secretary, which was just hilarious. Uh, she goes into a board meeting and sees that, or not a board meeting, but um, a design meeting, to where she sees that they're planning on 
building on part of the Yellowstone that they don't they're not actually leasing yet. And uh so she gets this as she's like driving driving back home, she passes these protesters, which I guess this is how this is all gonna link together, um, outside of a fur shop and she sees uh, the the woman uh Coyote Ugly who was staying at Costner's place and she basically tells her, this is all fake. You guys are just doing this to feel good about yourselves, but you're not making any change. She goes, here's some real change. This uh, company's they're about to build an airport and all basically destroy the environment. Uh, and I guess she's going to use them to start protesting to slow things down. So pretty yeah. – Beth Dutton is just – just God, she's she's every, she's everything you want in a woman. She's great. She's the best. Hey, uh, uh, just to cut you off, I wanted to go back and – Again, this is just me never knowing when to cut you off, but um, I wanted to go back to the whole Lloyd going to the pawn shop to get get the um, get the the uh, guitar. Okay. Do you think he went in there with the intention of getting a gun or a guitar, no. or do you think he? I didn't think it was a guitar. I think it was the guitar the whole time. Yeah, I think so. Do you think he was tempted to get the gun at no. all, or do you think he? Was, I think I think that, that was just the way they filmed it. That was just to build tension for when he went back. Okay. In my opinion, because even when he walked in there, and I was just like, "Oh my god, is he going to shoot this dude right in the?" F-? Even after he gave him the guitar, I still was kind of like, "Yeah, I thought he like." Did he get the gun and he's going to shoot? Was that this the guy? red herring? Now yeah. he's going to. Is he going to? Is he going to shoot this guy in the face and then shoot himself? Mm-hmm. All right, go ahead. Keep going. Didn't mean to interrupt your flow. No problem. No problem. Um, uh, boy, uh, staying on the Beth Dutton train, uh, seems that he he brought her flowers to apologize. To which she says, uh, "Men men men shouldn't uh, only bring flowers to apologize because they don't have the balls to just say it." And uh, they seem to kiss and make up, and her, him, and Ripper hanging out. Uh, on the couch by the fire while she's drinking a Coors and uh, Rip's teaching the guy how to how to use how to tie properly tie the saddle. Costner calls her and says, "What are you doing?" She's like, "Oh, just watching a feel good TV movie." <laughs> oh, he's got yeah. a chuckle out of me. He calls her to the the lodge to let her let her know that he's going to run for governor. To which she's super pumped about it. To me, mainly because they'll be able to basically ruin Jamie and, and save the ranch as secondary. That's my opinion. Yeah. Um, Interesting. And she lets him know that she's going to, you know, she basically pulls the Mandalorian and says, this is the way, daddy. This is the way. You want to save same, the ranch? This is the way. And then in the same scene, she, uh, or Costner basically says, you know, family should be living in the lodge. So he wants a, uh, he wants her and Rip to come, and she goes, "Well, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna ask him. You have to ask him, and you have to ask him, not tell him." Which uh, brings brings an interesting man to man, like real real cowboy scene between him and Rip, where he <laughs> he basically goes, "You know, the lodge, the lodge is where family blogs." Costner goes, Rip's just looking at him, and Costner's like, "That I guess that that didn't sound like a question, did it?" Oh, I guess yeah. it was supposed to be. Uh, <laughs> And so they're going to end up. He's like, that. "Sir, are you, are you asking me to move into the lodge with you with Beth?" And he's like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah, I am." And he's like, "All right, well, we got that. Uh, you know, we got that stray kid with us." Uh, and he's like, "Ah, stray kid's fine. Just, just no dog, no stray dogs." And and Rip goes, "He just rips my heart out." He just rips. He goes, "I don't like dogs anyway, sir. You know that." So, and then 
then Drew just you know that scene in Star Wars where uh, it's order execute order sixty six and Yoda just gasps and holds his heart and the music plays and just Yoda just great just hear hears the cries of a thousand voices and that's that's exactly what happened yeah. to you when Rip was like I don't like dogs anyway and Drew just just held his heart and gasped and was like <gasps> no I'm not uh, I'm not gonna miss him when he dies in three episodes so <laughs> not gonna miss him at all uh. And then I guess, you know, Jamie, they had the whole they had the whole Jamie. Well, I was know. gonna say yeah. So Jamie, so that you know, Jamie's heading down to to meet with the the governor. Beth and John are there, and he goes, "Oh, surprise!" You're here. And he Jamie basically thinks she's about to endorse him for governor. And then as he's walking down the stairs, she says, "John Dutton," and you just see basically his whole world crumble. And of course, Beth is right there, lets him know that this is just the beginning. To even more prove my point that I think the season will end with. An attempt on Beth and and Rip uh, Rip getting killed. Yeah. Um. Two things. One, you realize that the the only reason they threw that in there about um, Rip not liking dogs is to further show that he's just the exact opposite, opposite of Casey. Of, of Casey. Yeah. Yeah. I'm yeah. With you. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Um. Which I brought to light la- uh, last review. Um. And also, um. When Jamie thinks, well, firstly, Jamie with his dad and that whole thing about he's with he's with his baby son and they're like, oh, I I just continue to be very thrown off by the whole like the dad who. That's why I didn't even bring it up. Yeah, murdered the the mom. Yeah, that's like out of place. Yeah. Um, But um, I got to see how that plays out to see if I'm if I end up being okay with it. Yeah, yeah. Good call there. Um. But uh, so when when the governor calls Jamie and Kevin, the line I love is Kevin Costner's like, yeah, yeah, Jamie, we wouldn't miss this for the world. Yeah. Just to see the look of like uh, betrayal on, on Jamie's face when it gets announced that John Dutton, Kevin Costner is running running for governor. And then the, the speech that that Kevin Costner gave, I just adored. Oh, um, so great! I I got it here. It's uh, so so basically he's he tells uh, his special lady friend gov- governor that if he runs for governor, that um he's basically gonna he's just flat out gonna tell people that he just doesn't care and he's doing it his way. Um, so his 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 uh, nomination speech is is this. I'm I'm gonna do it in my raspy Kevin Costner voice. Do it. You don't see it on your way to work, through the fields or on the mountain, but there's a war being waged against our way of life. They'll tell you all the reasons why our way of life... Oh, it's hurt my throat. Our way of life is bad for Montana. Bad for this country, bad for our future. How it's immoral that you live here, walk here, grow their food here. (coughs) Okay, I literally can't do it. (coughs) Wow. That that lasted almost as long as GoFund Prom Night. Ugh. How it's immoral that you live here, walk here, grow their food here. They will tell. How in the world does he do that for how all that filming? My lord, they will tell you. They will tell it so much you might even start to believe it yourself. Question what you do and who you are. They'll tell you that the land's only hope is for them to be its stewards. The ugly truth is they want the land, and if they get it, it will never look like our land again. That is progress in today's terms. So if it's progress you seek. 
Do not vote for me. I am the opposite of progress. I am the wall that it bashes against, and I will not be the one who breaks. Uh, that, and that, that's when Beth leans in. This is just the beginning. So good. So that that, that was great. Um, you know, absolutely, absolutely loved all that. That was that was priceless. Um, man, how in the world does he do that raspy, raspy Kevin Costner voice for the whole that's episode? Why, uh... That's why he's a movie star, bro. You guess smoke a lot of cigarettes to get your throat ready for that, I guess. Or something else. That is why he is a movie star. Um, but again, this whole season I, I don't like okay, so you've been singing that uh the cowboy and me, Tim McGraw. He re retouched that song. That was the opening segment. There was also a segment in here where they go and find the Mustangs that escaped the uh, Indian Reservation, and Casey rounds them up for Chief Rainwater and brings them back, and they have like a nice moment together. Um, and and while they're, I mean, and I I've been telling my wife for years, like one of, one of my fantasies and one of my bucket list things is to ride horseback and ride with the Mustangs, you know, whether it's Colorado, Wyoming, Montana, somewhere Oklahoma, somewhere in the Great Plains. Sure. Um, Oh, dude, I just uh, that that would be that would be the bee's knees, but um, but they that's there's a scene where they do exactly that and herd up herd up the mustangs. Um, there's just so many panoramic views, and there's so much of nuanced cowboy life throughout every episode. Every episode now that uh, all I could say is that. The writers and the directors, because of the panoramic views we're getting, they've just they've just ripped the bow out of Cupid's hand, and they are just shooting arrow after arrow directly into my heart every episode, <laughs> and I am just like falling in love, starry eyes, uh, heart eyes, just I freaking love everything they're doing. Yeah, it's um, been it's and I'm not even I'm not even on that level like you, but it's yeah, it's been awesome to watch. Oh, it's so good. Um anyway, I can go on and on, but I will stop there. Um That's all I had for the episode. I wasn't even gonna bring up Casey's stuff because I wasn't entertained by it at all. Oh, I loved I loved all the only, that. The only thing I liked about Casey this week was when they were eating breakfast and uh You know what was interesting though? Oh sorry, go ahead. Didn't mean I was gonna to say and Sky Skyler's uh you know, ragging on him still about this like girl that he probably dated before he met her, and uh, he goes, he goes, all right, honey, I'll only help out uh, pretty, uh, I'll only, ugly I'll, I'll only help out ugly, ugly women from now on. Oh, so you think she's, so you think she's attractive? And the take goes, take goes walked, walked, walked right, right into right that, in that one, Dad. Dad. Yeah, that was so funny. Yeah, and then um, yeah, I, well, I really like that scene too with that with that cute uh, chick on the Indian reservation. And she she gets the guts to come up to him, and she's like, "Hey, um, do you believe in love at first sight?" And he's like, "Yep, that's how I felt about my wife when I first saw her." And she goes, "Yeah, well, damn, that's that's how I feel about you, uh, love at first sight." And he goes, "Nah, that ain't love. Lord, you know, Lord wouldn't let you love something that couldn't love you back." And she just looks at him with just these like sad eyes and says, "Yeah, he would." <laughs> Which ah love love curious, it. Curious to see where that goes. Yeah, me too. Right, like. I mean, the story. The, why this, introduce it? Yeah, it's that's interesting. What I'm it seems like it's still this is still going to be a thing. So. Yeah, very interesting. Um. Alrighty. Um. 
that three being ep- said, three episodes le- next week. The pre if 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 the preview was all for next week's episode, uh, like clubs for next week. Next week's gonna be a a banger. I think it's the next three. Um, but um, gotcha. Any hoodles? Um, we did watch a movie this week. I did. Did you watch it? Oh, absolutely. Red Notice. We've been meaning to watch this one. The Rock, Ryan Reynolds, and Gal Gadot. Highest, highest. Well, I haven't checked the, since the last couple of weeks, but at one point it was the highest watched Netflix uh, movie of all time. Um, so uh, here's the skinny. Uh, there's some antiquities. I'll call them what they're like. They're not Fabergé eggs, but they're supposedly these like Cleopat- yeah cleopatra's eggs yeah Cleo- bejeweled eggs from uh ancient egypt cleopatra's eggs. eggs look at look at you and your peaky blinders uh references uh-huh. you look at you uh, uh, okay you know there's uh, never mind look at you uh-huh. go <laughs> you little minx <laughs> you know there's like peaky blinders didn't invent fabergé right that's yeah, now you're embarrassing yourself. Go on, <laughs> keep going. Oh Lord! So yeah. Anyway, they're these bejeweled. I don't even know how to describe them other than these bejeweled eggs from ancient Egypt. Um. And anyway, so Ryan Reynolds is a thief. The Rock is a cop, and um, Gal Gadot is the other thief. So there's basically a three-way death match going on the entire episode with movie. Oh, sorry. Yeah, movie with Ryan Ryan Reynolds just pummeling you with quip after quip, um, and you know there's there's a big twist at the end which is interesting, um, but it's it's exactly what you would expect. Exactly how I just said it. It's a three way death match of trying to find the third egg, um, with just just a relentless stream a parade of quip after quip of ryan reynolds he's basically vince vaughn with abs um because that reminds me of like vince vaughn and like the wedding crasher and old school and everything but you know like like i said with abs um so i don't know from there i mean drew um yeah i mean know. the whole the whole premise is that cleopatra had these three eggs and to, there, to, only two are known to be in existence no one's ever found the third and uh, it's all about Ryan. The movie starts with Ryan Reynolds going to steal the first one, and that's how the Rockets introduced as this profiling agent. Um, yeah, been, he's a he's a profiler, he's a profiler but also yeah. a field agent. At yeah, the same who's time. been and he's been tipped off by the bishop, who basically Gal Gadot basically keeps uh, keeps diamond out Ryan Reynolds to get him caught, and uh, they end up catching. They end up eventually catching Ryan Reynolds in the first few minutes. Uh, but he, uh, yeah. But uh, the rock gets set up by Gal Gadot um, to be to she she basically frames him to show that he was in on the score. So that's how those two basically get interconnected. Him and Ryan Reynolds get interconnected throughout the movie because they end up in the same prison. Yeah, it's the two. To, it's the two of them versus her for most of the movie. Yeah, trying to escape. Try, they have to escape, and they're they're going after the eggs. And the rock's all about. Well, I don't care about the eggs. I just need to get to her to arrest her to clear my name. And yeah, then, and then it's just back and just back and forth chess match uh, between between the, uh, the the two sides. 
I, I really enjoyed it. I, I really enjoyed it. Uh, the I Russ ha- the the Russ Hanneman uh, cameo yeah. was. I, I don't really understand his what voice the, freaked I was, me yeah, out. Oh yeah. my god! Like, I was gonna why say, would they make him? Like, I don't know have, what the, yeah, that was yeah. a weird choice, but uh, they yeah. should have just made him basically a clone of Russ Hanneman. Yeah, I agree. Uh, Trace Comas. Yeah, that was <laughs> that was that was wild though. Uh, but I really enjoy. I mean, I listen. You, I, I've been, uh, I've been a Gal Gadot fan since uh, she debuted in Fast and the Furious, and I mean, I, Ryan Reynolds is just the. If 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 I could be a man, it'd be Ryan Reynolds. I love this dude. He's just I awesome. Hated it up until yeah. I, I knew you would. I know you don't like his like quips. You don't like that stuff. Up until well, it's just the same shit over and over again. Somehow, somehow you'd be the only person to hate Deadpool. Um, I up until the final plot twist w- w- was revealed at the end. I and then I was like, hey, I didn't expect that. I was like, I absolutely gave up on this movie. So that was interesting. Yeah, um, I I was uh, I knew gonna, you were gonna love that. The his quips or the twist? Oh, just the whole movie. Yeah, it was amazing. Um, I can't. I wouldn't change a single thing about it. Yeah, the only thing that I thought was gonna happen was I thought the uh, I thought at some point the actual field that the field agent that was working that the rock uh, tipped off in the beginning. I thought she was gonna be it on the uh, on the score somehow. But she ended up just being a good cop the whole time. Yeah, who was that actress? I've never seen her before. I'll pull it up. Um, but um, you know, I I was interested so because I knew we were gonna be in on opposite ends of the spectrum here. Yeah, because you suck. Yeah, makes sense. Well, you say that. How you uh, can't find Ryan Reynolds? Jeez, oh, I'm gonna butcher this woman's name. <coughs> I apologize. Um, Ritu Arya. Never heard of her. English actress. Um, she first became known for her role as Dr. Megan Sharma in the British soap opera Doctors. Okay. Um, okay. Uh, pretty pretty cute. Oh, um, wow. Crit- critics did not like this movie. Right. I was just about to say. So I, I And this is exactly what I wanted to bring up. So in, in to- Rotten Tomatoes... The audience gave this movie a ninety-two percent. the The trained qu- critics gave this movie thirty-six percent. Um, so I I kind of lean more towards the trained critics. I just it was the same thing for ninety minutes, and then there was finally a plot twist at the end, which was at least made you go, "Hey, that's a little different." Um. Oh my gosh, I just I I I just. I was begging for it to be over by the end, and then there was a nice, there was a nice plot twist that saved it. So, um, that that being said, do you want to go through the two brew rating? Oh, it's not really a point for me, but yeah, let's do it. Oh gosh, okay. Did you did you actually do it? Yeah, no, no, I did. Okay, all right. Acting, I gave it a one point five. Three. How? Everybody was spectacular. Everybody. There, there was. The Rock has been doing the same acting his entire career. There's no range. It was so spectacular. Was if I could have given it, if I could have given it a four, I would have given it a four. One point five. Oh my lord. Okay, writing. I gave it a one point two five. Three. How? So good. Every quip. So good. 
The only one that was funny was, uh, what did you say something about like, oh, this is going to be a hard time explaining this erection or whatever that was? Uh, you just you just don't appreciate the greatness that is Ryan Reynolds. Oh, Lord. Um, okay, plot, I gave it a 1.75. I bumped it up a little bit just because of the twist at the end. Two and a half. I didn't give it a full three because I was just waiting for that cop, that 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 female uh, cop to turn, and she didn't turn. So I marked it down a half point. Feel slash genre. I gave it a one point two five. Uh, I gave it a two. Yeah. Rewatchability. I gave it a zero point five. Uh, I gave it a seven. Oh God! I give it a three. I'd, I would rewatch that as many times as I as I possibly could. Seriously, dude. So I I, I just I, first off, Gal Gadot. I could watch her all day, and I I just I I find Ryan I find what Ryan Reynolds what Ryan Reynolds does is just it just makes me laugh. Like the Rock's the Rock, but like I just I really enjoyed like Ryan Reynolds. I I saw a, a meme that was the Rock in like a. Uh, army green or like can't like uh yeah i guess army green colored shirt or like burlap slash like tan colored shirt with a little bit of sweat stain in a jungle and there was four pictures all side by side and it said these are four different movies <laughs> and it's just it's just the same shit over like the rock I, I, listen when the rock first made his jump into acting um with the mummy I went and watched it in the theaters. Scorpion King. Jesus. Oh, Scorpion King. Yeah, yeah, that was it. Oh no, he was sorry. He was the Scorpion King in the Mummy, and then he did Scorpion King. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Uh, whatever the case was, I went and saw his first movie, and like he, they gave him about seven lines, and um, look, he, he, they give him more lines now, but but the acting range is is still very limited. Um, Ryan Reynolds, Ryan Re- Reynolds is, he, he is what he is. Gal Gadot was fine. Um, she, you know, she's, it was a very pedestrian plot. So, I mean, she, there's not a lot for her to do there other than, you know, be Gal Gadot. Um, my, oh my gosh, it was a, I just, I would wa- I'd watch it every day if I could. I, I only, you can, cause it's on Netflix and you have Netflix. So I'm going to hold you to that. Uh, I can't wait. I'm gonna be like, hey, did you did you watch Red Notice today? I'm just I'm I'm gonna write I'm gonna write down every quip, and I'm just gonna start reusing them on the pod every time you talk. Uh, well, we're we're gonna get a lot of listeners that way. I mean, yeah, the sh- movie was only the most watched movie on Netflix, but sure. And it had ninety two percent, ninety two percent audience score and thirty eight percent. Who who pays to see movies and who helps movies make money? Uh, that's right, the fans. So, uh, this, this not good. Not good. I, I'd much rather watch Pig over and over again. Okay. I'm trying to think of clever quips. I can't even do it. That just shows how talented Ryan Reynolds is. I can't even. Come They're up written out ahead of time. No, I don't he, think that. I don't think they. And are. he just rips off of Vince Vaughn, except for he has abs. I think you're just. Uh, I think you're just dead a accurate. I think you're just a hater. Yeah, I am. My total uh, was six point two five, by the way. Mine was twenty five. I, 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 I'm embarrassed. <laughs> I'm embarrassed for you. 
I can't. I can't wait till I make you watch Deadpool, and you're like, "This is terrible. This is the worst thing ever." And everyone's like, "What's wrong well, with this guy?" Yeah, but that's the point of yeah, whatever. That is the point of his character in this. Yeah, but how many movies in a row can you do where you have the same character and you just do the, like obviously Vince Vaughn showed not very many. It might last a couple years. I guess we'll see. We shall find out. Then Vince Vaughn tried to be serious I mean, in Sylvester, the breakups, Sylvester, and then you used it as a as a meal scene. I mean, Sylvester Stallone's been doing the same thing, and he's seventy now. So, no, 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 very nuanced characters, Sylvester. How dare you? Very nuanced characters, Sylvester. <laughs> he's Stone tremendous does. at what he does. Rambo I, Four. I I will fight anybody who does not like Rambo. He 4. is tremendous at what he does. I will fist I, fight them. If you like what someone does. You could watch it over and over and over again, like and me. You, you, you saw how vicious I am with my with my fist fighting when you gave me those Loma gloves and I went in your basement and just started pummeling your heavy bag. Yeah. Oh God. I was like I was picking that thing up off off of its stand and moving it like inches at a time. You're just so fierce. Devastating left hooks. You are so fierce, Jo. Oh, gosh. Um. What you what you lack in uh, movie credibility, you make up for in sheer power. Look, I, I, I'm sorry for you if you're whatever. This, 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 this ain't it. This ain't <sighs> it, fam. Second episode in a row. This ain't it, fam. Um, okay. So other than that, just want to remind everyone again: The Witcher out this Friday, and um, 1883, the prequel of uh, Yellowstone is on Paramount Plus. So be, be be prepared to shell out another $5 a month. So obnoxious. Uh, ugh, I know. I, so I'm, I'm going to do it because, again, I just, I'm all into Westerns. Uh, Sam Elliott, Tim McGraw, Faith Hill, Billy Bob Thornton. I, I'm here for it. Um, you'll, have to ba- give me your, you'll have to give me your login. It's Yeah, I can do that. And it's, it's basically an Oregon Trail story. So... Yeah, cannot wait for that. Um, but, all right. Uh, I think that about covers it, man. About Just about puts a bow on it. Puts a bow on it. Um, all right, so uh, we're going to Better Be of this weekend. We've decided we're going to attend every fight in person from here on out. I'll see, I'll see you in Russia. In Russia. Which, by the way, when is... That's a great question. That's a great point. Um, when is the fight? Uh, this weekend. Friday. Really? Yeah, it's a Friday fight. I didn't know that. What time? Uh, I gotta do everything myself, Jordan, all the time. I mean, you like Ryan Reynolds, so you should be, you should just have these quips ready. I, I, I'm trying. Uh, see, I can't even, I can't even do it. God, he's so good. I'm like trying Whatever. to think of him. Look, he's it, gonna knock the guy out. Whatever, it is, it's just watch Friday. the highlights. Yeah, it's Friday. There is uh, the time is not listed on Top Ranks site. It just says Friday. No biggie. All right, all right, Drew. Um, well, again, hope everyone uh, and have a good week. We recorded early. Uh, Drew's gonna be in Disney and enjoy Disney. Oh, it's Drew. actually it's in it's in Canada. It's an easy it's an easy trip for us. Oh, Canada. Oh, perfect. Our Canada's nicest time of year. Um, <laughs> you know who's Canadian? Ryan Reynolds. Is he really? I'm pretty sure, yeah. Oh, can't wait to fact check this next week. Um, all right, enjoy Disney, man.
you, you'll be back Sunday? Yeah, Sunday. I know you love Disney, so uh, have a good time. And I will talk to you then. All right. Good talk. See you out there. Big kisses. Sit down. Pull you that first round. You got an open count. Toss it out. Everybody's cold right now. Stir up the crowd. Get you that second round. Go on and throw it out, talk about anything that makes you get loud. <laughs>